Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. This is like an Inside the Jets reunion show today, and I'm excited for this. It feels so good. How about that? Has it been long enough with the two of us? What's going on, yeah, buddy? Man, they, they broke the band up last year, man. Now, now, now we back together. Opposites attract. Listen, who did you piss off to pull this assignment, man? I don't know. Hey, you know what they asked? I said, sure. I said, a chance to work with my guy again? Of course. Like oh, I said, because they broke up the band last year. Oh, that's what's up, man. They broke up the band, and we're trying to break up the band in Green Bay, but we don't know if we're going to break up the band in, 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 in Vegas. We don't know what's going on, man. It's a lot going on. This is a very, very important week in football, and yep. better yet, in New York sports we got the Mets going. We got the Yankees reporting. We got Cohen spinning 375, 375. We don't know if we're going to tag Danny Dimes, figure something out. Saquon Barkley, did you pay a running back? Ah, decisions, decisions that all can affect how we feel as Jets, Giants, Mets, and Yankee fans going forward. Oh, buckle your seatbelts. This is going to be a very, very, very exciting ride. It's going to be fun, and we're going to be with you all week long here, of course. Like you said, 800-919-3776. You want to be a part of the program. First off, before we, before we get going, and like you said, there's so much to talk about, and we'll hit them all here. Shout out, though, to our boy, Anthony Becht. I don't know if you saw it, but I said on the shows last week, Bart, I said we're adopting the St. Louis Battlehawks as our <laughs> official New York XFL team because of our boy, Anthony, who's the head coach. And yesterday in their season debut down in San Antonio, they pulled off one of the great comebacks in XFL history. Now, I don't know how many of them there have actually been, but I'm calling it one of the great comebacks in XFL history. You they believe in miracles? Double digits with like 90 seconds left in the game. They score the touchdown. They get the three-point conversion, which is allowed in the XFL. Then they do the onside kick, which in the XFL, you don't actually kick the ball. You convert a fourth and 15, which then gives you possession, and they win the game. A.J. McCarron coming alive in the fourth quarter. How about that for your coaching debut? I tell you what, do, do, we, we must pose the question. Did they win it or did the other team lose it? I mean, question. come on. But I do like that. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if they implemented that rule in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes, instead of kicking an onside kick, what would be the percentages of Patrick Mahomes picking up fourth and 15 in the NFL? He probably, he, they might just do that every single play and never give the opposing team the ball back. Well, like, especially coaches – Coaches like Brandon Staley out there in, in San Diego or L.A. who go for it essentially yeah. every time anyway, no matter where he is on the field on fourth down, he would just go for it regardless. All yeah. these coaches would do that. Yeah. Mike Tomlin be rolling the dice all the time. They would, I think fans would eat it Hard up. Hardball would go for it with his geek oh, squad. A hundred percent. That is but, one look. rule. That is one rule. We cannot. We cannot because that would be unfair to certain teams with super quarterbacks and super skill position players. That would be the best form of defense – it's to just continue to stay on offense. You know, when you think about teams that build their teams one-sided, that has all their draft equity, has all their salary cap space in one side. You know what? I hate to just say what it would be. I love to always open that up to the people. Can you get the people's number again? Yep. 800-919-3776. Because I would love to see what they think about that, right? I mean, do, do you think that would make the game more exciting if we implemented that rule? Remember, the, the you know, he hate me. And the entire thing with the you know the first you know iteration of the XFL that was twenty years ago yeah yeah we got we got the um, we got the um, camera that went behind and all that type of stuff you know it's it, it, it there are good things that have come from the XFL I just don't know if this would be if this would be doable I I, I can imagine fans being pissed off that a team pick up fourteen four from fifteen three times in a row they're like yo we need our quarterback to get the ball our defense stinks. Here's the problem. I agree with you. It would certainly make it more exciting. But would I want to see it in the NFL? Absolutely not. Because they've already opened up this. And you're a defensive player, so you probably agree with this. They've opened up the game too much too soon already to where it's way too offensive, in my opinion, that if you do something like this, it, it, it kind of would cheapen it even more dramatically, right? No, absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, you know, teams – all the rules, could you imagine a fourth and 15 oh and you God. get a pass interference or illegal contact and it's automatically picked up? Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, oh, legal contact 
or illegal hands to the face. It's so many things that can help you pick up the fourth and fifteenth. And I doubt that would be asinine. I don't want. I don't want. But the fans may the man, right the fans may think different. The fans may think different. Our listeners may think different. Maybe I'm just out of touch. Call me old fashioned, but I think defense should be just as important as offense. And I'm waiting for you know they they keep you know you see last year one of the rules I hope that they take out this year is that we've already said illegal hands to the face, you know, by offensive or defensive players are illegal. Mm-hmm. Now you're we're, we're telling defensive backs that when they block down and crack replace and pull a 350-pound man or a 320-pound man, I don't care if you're 190 pounds. You can't take his legs out, right? So you're already telling the defensive player, take one for the team and possibly go go concussion protocol because now you got to stand up. And if you don't stand up, people are like, oh, see, he's not tough. Well, there's no way to slow that, that, that pulling lineman down because he has no fear of being upended or or chopped down like bad like like a piece of wood. So, w- what I'm proposing is if we're going to have equal protection for the offense, we need equal protection for the defense. So That's I'm fair. so tired of watching Derrick Henry or watching Nick Chubb punch a defensive player in the face. Guess what? You get to open punch somebody in the face on offense, and if they while they're getting punched, face turn and they reach out and touch your face mask, touch your face mask, not punch you in the face. If they touch your face mask, it's 15 yards. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Referee and Mr. Goodell, but the dude gave me a damn concussion because he punched me in my temple and loaded it up as he's running full speed, and all I can do was try and reach and grab anything that I can grab, then I think that should be a penalty as well. Guess what? Back in the day, it was a guy. He was a great guy. Arguably the undisputed sack master in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Before they made sacks, it was a guy named Deacon Jones, Deacon Jones that would smack the hell out of the offensive lineman and give him a concussion. Open hand, didn't punch him, open hand, and we made it illegal. Yet, it's cool for Derrick Henry at 250 pounds to punch Josh Norman in the face, and we all applaud it. So make it make sense. 15 yards, that's why. Yeah, so make it make, so, 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 so make, it make sense. That the fact that the offense can openly punch defenders in the face, but not only can we not chop down 350-pound men running at high speeds and I'm outweighing you by 150 pounds, they get, to, they, they get to come in and punch us in the face, give us concussions, but we can't touch their face mask. Make it make sense, Roger Goodell. How about reviewing those stupid rules? Because that's the well, most when, dumb thing I've ever seen in my life. When's the next meeting of the competition committee? Don't they have all those during the offseason? Don't they have the owners' meetings coming up? Maybe they'll do that then. Yeah, yeah. Send, we'll, we'll, send we'll an see. email to them. Send but, an email to but, them. But, say, but, I want this am I, part am of I the cra- meeting. Am I, cra- am I crazy? No, if you're we not. Touch, if we touch their face mask with a finger, it's 15 yards. But if right. they openly concuss us and punch us in the face, oh, hell, highlight reel. It'll be on, it'll be on ESPN's top 10 plays of the week. Make it make sense. It should well, be. They it, say, should, it, should, it should be both ways. If they can punch us in the face, well, well, damn it, we should be Roy Jones and, and, and Antonio Tarver. I should be able to punch you in the face, see if I can knock you out, and make you fumble the ball. We we gave a guy a penalty because he was punching the football excessively, but he was hitting the football. Right. Meanwhile, they get to punch us in the chin, the face, the side of the helmet, the face mask, and make our head go in a different direction. Make it make sense. Sick of this stuff. Offense, Public offense, service offense. announcement from Bart Scott to the NFL. Let's make it happen here. What do you think? But, no, congrats anyway to our boy uh, yeah, yeah. Anthony. Yeah, say congrats. My bad. And the Battle Hawks. Great stuff from them as they roll on here through this XFL season. Hopefully they can win some more games here uh, the rest of the way. Jets are trying to win some games, Bart. I mean, a little bit more than they did certainly the last six weeks of the season when they didn't win any. And you know that the first thing on the agenda for them in the offseason was a quarterback. Got to go get a quarterback here. Well, Aaron Rodgers is sitting in the dark for a few days contemplating his future, his plans. What is he going to do? So they had Derek Carr in over the weekend. Ball accounts, it went pretty well, at least from what we're led to believe. And we'll get to some of that sound here coming up in just a little bit here. But you and I haven't had a chance to talk. So, Derek Carr, is that a yay or a nay for you if you found out, you know what, Derek Carr is going to be the Jet quarterback here for the next couple of years? It's a nay because it's impossible for it to be a couple of years. It's going to be a minimum of three because guess what? Derek Carr ain't coming here to be a bridge quarterback. He's 31 years old. He's coming somewhere for that place to be his team. 
And if you're doing that, then you're saying, I don't believe in Zach Wilson at all. And you're giving up a, on a guy only two years in his, in his uh, career. The best thing to happen is for Aaron Rodgers to come here, play two years. He should play two years, mentor Zach Wilson, let Zach sit and learn, and maybe he'll be able in two years to to, pull, to be Danny Dimes where you don't pick up his option, he has to prove it or lose it type of thing. But I think it's time for him to take a step back. If you get Derek Carr, then you might as well go ahead and trade uh, Zach Wilson because you don't want him to be the backup. Because why would he want to be a backup when he needs to go somewhere to try and get an opportunity at one of these places like Sam Darnold did, mm-hmm. like Baker Mayfield did, try and grab one of these spots. So, I mean, if you keep him here, then he runs the risk of becoming Josh Rosen. So you just wasted not one pick because you got rid of Sam Darnold, but two picks. And for, for a quarterback that's, that may be here four years. I mean, I just don't know if Derek Carr is the guy that's going to go throw for throw with uh, Joe Burrow, throw for throw with Lamar Jackson, throw for throw with Patrick Mahomes. He couldn't even go throw for throw with Justin Herbert, right? So I'm supposed to expect him to give him $43, $45 million per, right, because he's not going to get what Daniel Jones gets because he's coming to get paid. How ironic that a guy that's getting cut can get a raise after getting <laughs> fired. It's true. Ain't that something? Do get it's fired true. and get get a raise. Yeah, but – but do you really think he ha- – like you say, I know the expression going throw for throw, but do you really think he has to be that type of guy if he comes over here? Because say what you want about Carr, and look, I'm not 100% all in on him, but the more that this has become at least a distinct possibility, I've started to open up to it a little bit more here. You're talking about a guy that if you go back and look at his time with the Raiders, he was there nine years, Bart. Yep. Statistically, statistically during those nine years, he had the worst defense in the NFL. Okay, so if you want to play complimentary football and all those things, this is a guy who had no help from the other side. Mm -hmm. He went out there and he put up his numbers. He had six head coaches in nine years. So maybe just a little bit better of a foundation, a little bit more stability is what can maybe help this guy at least add a few more wins to his resume. And when you're talking about the Jets, you would think that they can at least provide that with what they have already in-house. Are you willing to give him $45 million or $50 million to, to, to see, to find out? That's the problem. Well, that's right? tricky. Right, right. You're not right. It's, it's real tricky, right? Because guess what? You're going to have to say goodbye to some people that you can't bring back. Right. You're going to have to say bye to depth on the defensive side of the ball. You're mm-hmm. going to have to say, see you later, Sheldon Rankins. You're going to have to say, see you later. Uh, well, you got to say, see you later to Carl Lawson anyway. But see you later, Carl Lawson. See you later, Joyner. See you later, like Johnson, right? You, you got to say goodbye to some people because now he's taking basically three people's salary in one person. Is he, plus, is he worth three people? Right? So that's the thing you have to ask yourself, right? And, like, if you're going to swing, swing big. Swinging at Derek Carr ain't swinging big. But here's the problem, though. If, what if you then miss out on Derek Carr while you're sitting waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come out of the dark and make up his mind? Because, remember, Derek Carr could sign with anybody like today. Right. right? He doesn't have to wait till March because, he, yes, he's a free agent, but his team cut him so he can sign whatever the hell he wants. So, so what if you miss out? If you're Derek Carr, why, why are you trying to sign early anyway? Why, if you're Derek Carr, why are you trying to sign early? Isn't it important because don't you, you want to, options? It, you call it your Im- shots. You, you're going to have options regardless. Aaron Rodgers is one man. It's way more open spots than just um, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Texans. It's it's and the Raiders. Well, the Raiders. It's, it's more well, the than Saints. One. I think the Saints are his best fit personally. That's just me. Well, but but that's the thing. He's he's going there to an aging team that could be losing their all-time sacks guy, and you got a you got a guy that you're paying twenty million dollars that you don't even know if this dude that you don't even that you that you don't even know. Uh, is is going to be available? And Michael Thomas, you don't even know if this dude's stay on the. He this dude, I'm, I'm probably grab about six, He's yeah. grabbed seventy million dollars in three years and, and ain't played but five games. I mean, you talk about you know stealing with the mask off. I mean, so you you think about Derek Carr going down there? Who knows how good that offense is anyway, right? So the the thing is, if I'm if I'm Derek Carr, why would I sign when I need to know? Very important to me, how much money is Daniel Jones going to get? Because well, he's getting more than Daniel Jones, right? But if Daniel Jones, more. so if Daniel Jones is getting forty, and you mess around and sign for forty, then you <laughs> like, man, I'm better than Daniel Jones, and you pissed off. You still have to wait and see what Lamar Jackson gets paid, what Joe Burrow gets paid, 
what Dak Prescott gets renegotiated, what Jalen Hurts gets. And then after all that, Patrick Mahomes is going to say, hey, listen, I'm now I'm now the seventh highest paid quarterback. I just won an MVP uh, in, the, in the regular season MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. And he's going to come and they're going to add two years to his deal and make him the highest paid quarterback because he's making 46. By the end of the, By the end of this, it's going to be Justin Herbert making 49. Then Joe Burrow's probably going to be the second highest paid quarterback. Lamar Jackson may be the third. Jalen Hurts right there. So why would I why would I sign a contract that fast when I know that we have five or six quarterbacks that are about to make it astronomical? Well, when so, you look at the money, you're right about that. But some guys they just maybe opt for the peace of mind. They hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Peace of mind and security. So well, no, right if you're, now, if you're right, de- if, think if about it. You're Derek Carr. He got a young family. He's going to have to relocate, oh, go someplace so, else. So, Maybe so, they want to get I'm an so, idea of, you know I'm, what, where am I going? I'm so sorry, young family. Come but on, how man. much we, money has he that, made that, already? He's made a ton of money already. He Okay, is that, is that still enough? It's just, you know for, what I mean? For some people, it might be. Yeah, for some people. You don't know what type of lifestyle he's trying to live, what type of things he's trying to do off the field. That's the case. Tom Brady should have retired a million years ago. Well, Tom Brady was a you know, take less to help the team guy. Yeah, but he still made $350 million. Well, because he got sure, a lot going I'm, on I'm, elsewhere. I'm sure, I'm, sure, that. I'm sure he was going at tw- – <laughs> I'm sure he was good at 200 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because he had a lot going on, you know, where it mattered with Tom Brady. Jeez. And his woman There's had one money. Tom Brady, and his, money had, his woman had money, so he was splitting the right. bills. He was splitting exactly. the bills. So what's, so, you get the electric, I get the water. Right. <laughs> you, know what I'm you get the property taxes. You get the, you, you, you get the will and trust. I'll do the groceries. So, so how about oh this, God. right? So just, let, let's just think. The Falcons need a quarterback. The Carolina Panthers need a quarterback, right? The Texans need a quarterback. The Colts need a quarterback. The Saints need a quarterback. The Raiders need a quarterback. Like, mm, Tampa Bay needs a quarterback. The Washington Commanders need a quarterback. I think Sam Howell, could, baby. I think he's good if somebody decides to wait on Aaron Rodgers. I think maybe – Maybe seven of those guys. And the Tennessee Titans may need a quarterback. Well, I think they should blow that thing up if you ask me. But that's another story. So, another so, so if, I'm, if I'm Derek Carr, like, listen, patience is a virtue, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a little bit. Wait a little bit because but, his value is more than Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy G can't stay healthy. But if you're Derek Carr, you probably want to win. Because that's the thing that's been missing from your resume, right? Bro. That's what caused you all this, you know, wearing your heart on his sleeve, all the emotion stuff when he okay. was with the Raiders there. When you look at all these available teams that do need quarterbacks, like zero it into a Jets standpoint here. Okay. Don't the Jets probably are at or near the top of the list of teams that could provide you with an opportunity to win football games? No. You don't think so? I think, Compared I to think, who? I think the commanders have some tremendous skill positions. When you think about Logan uh, Thomas, you think about uh, T.J. McLaurin, Better than Garrett Wilson, right? You think about Gibson, a hell of a running back. And you think about Curtis Samuel. And you think about Dotson. That's but a pretty good Washington. Oh, but but they're the but Jets. They're Washington. Oh, but they're the Jets. Like you gotta think. You, no, but seriously, you could say the Jets, you could say what well, I mean, Washington might be one of the most dysfunctional teams in the sport, at least okay, until the okay, owner gets okay, the hell okay, out of there. Okay, well, we know the owner's gonna get seven billion dollars probably from Bezos, right? <laughs> Probably from Bezos because we see that we saw. I mean, that's the. I mean, you talk about telegraphing your move. Is Bezos, that prime? Be- Bezos, delivery? yeah, Bezos h- hugging up to, to to Goodell all year. Already got the Thursday package. He'll just break up the company and give give the package to somebody else within his company and take the Washington uh, Commanders. He already has the Washington Post. Like so, I mean, you can telegraph that. You can see that move coming a mile away. And then what? Once you got Bezos, who will build his own new stadium and then have Amazon Prime as a pickup station at the, at the stadium. You know what I mean? You go and probably attach a Whole Foods to it as well. Come to the game, do your shopping, get your packages, exactly. all that no, stuff. There. No, no, you, you don't do your shopping. They, they, they'll put it in your car while you're, while you're in the game. What do you <laughs> yep. mean? We're dropping it off, bro. We, we got actually You ain't actually got to go nowhere. They go to, they, so, you, so you got that, right? Is not the Panthers a great situation as well? I don't think the Panthers are going there. I'll tell you what. You want me to tell you why? I'll tell you why. Frank Wright coaching that team, right? 
Mm-hmm. Think about what Frank Reich got him burned in Indianapolis. They kept going the veteran quarterback okay. route year after year after year after year, and it didn't work out. Okay. Why didn't they just draft the young guy and start fresh down there? Okay. Well, guess what? We know Tampa, with, you know, over the, over the salary cap, going to trim some fat and cut some veterans. You know, they're they not trying to start over with no young quarterback, especially knowing within that division that is wide open. Who, do, who are you afraid of in that division? The Saints? Well, that's the thing I said the about Panthers. the Warriors. You're right. The quarterbacks in the South stink. They're right. terrible. But, but it's right. Tampa so it's, Bay. So it's not Tampa exclusive. Bay, it's we not don't know what they're shaving off. So it's not – trust me, they're over the cap. Remember? No, I know. Ran, I agree. They ran, they ran everything back. So they ran everything back. So that means they brought back a bunch of old guys. They can get rid of all those old guys, especially if they start over with a young quarterback. Long as they got Evans and Godwin, they're good. Long as they got, long as they got David. Evans might get traded, though. Long as they have David, they're good. But is you know that enough to win? I mean, I know that division stinks, it, 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 but you're not winning the championship to win? with them. Didn't they just go to the playoffs in that division? They had the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, did he play like the greatest quarterback of all time? Well, he didn't play like he didn't play like his peak. We, 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 we didn't know if him and Mike Evans do the same offense. So what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, isn't that appealing to Derek Carr if he doesn't go to the Saints to go into that division to hold the Saints hostage? Say, hey, if you don't pay me, I'll go to Tampa Bay. If you don't pay me, I'll go to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta, Atlanta has Pitt. They got uh, the the kid from USC, Drake. They 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 got plenty of money, and it's Atlanta. You get to live in Atlanta. So listen, he shouldn't be in a rush. He's gonna go on a world tour. Trust me. Is he doing the world? T- I don't see. I think Carr's a guy that wants to get this thing straightened out sooner rather bro, than later, bro. But what's he so- wants to win. But, but 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 what's sooner than later? We ain't even hit free agency yet, bro. What are we talking about? But he it's can get a February. jump on that stuff. Oh, get a jump. But on. but but yeah. Bart, the team when free agency starts though, there's not going to be teams during that period that all of a sudden jump up into the Derek Carr sweepstakes that aren't there right now for him, right? right? So listen to the information. Let's see who they bring on in free agency. Who am I coming with? Yeah, but don't you think is, they is, knew no, this already? Is, isn't that important? But don't you think they knew? Because remember, he was sent home. Well, he, didn't, he wasn't sent home. But how when they he, parted ways the last couple of weeks of the season, you know him and his people. Okay. They were doing their homework already. So, so tell me this. Do, yeah. we know, do we know who's going to get cut? Hey, what, what if he's sitting somewhere? What if he's sitting somewhere and he's thinking like, you know what? I might want to go to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I want to go to the Saints. And then Tampa Bay trades for DeAndre Hopkins. What would you do? Ah, so Ste- that so that matters, right? Steroids, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> so, or not steroids, I don't, I don't DeAndre care. Hopkins? I don't care. Steroids, not steroids. <laughs> we, we never said steroids, Rodney uh, Harris, or, or steroids, J.J. Uh, Watt, or, J, or, or steroids, Clay. You ain't got to get popped for us to know what you're doing. Stop it. Let's not even go there. Is that a dig? Is that There's, a dig? It's a list of dudes that we know was on the sauce. Wow. Stop it. So you understand what I'm saying? So it's it's important for you to wait to free agency to see what people do so you can know who your teammates are because that's important to Derek Carr's success. Is it not? We know the Jets got to probably cut. Oh, I agree. We know the Jets got to probably cut Corey Davis and going to cut Carl Lawson. Are they going to cut Carl Lawson? I don't know about that. Why not? Why wouldn't you shave – if you're you're over the cap, why wouldn't you shave $30 million off your cap when you already have a guy that you drafted in the first round that's supposed to graduate, now it's time for Johnson to be a full-time player. They already got Huff. They got Franklin Myers. They got. They already got their. They already got a starting line. Because Carl Lawson's a guy for that do? position. What did he which do? Is a, no, but what? listen, as a premium position, he's another year removed from the injury. He's going to have an entire offseason to rehab. I think you might get a better Carl Lawson in 2023 than what you and, saw and, last and, year. And, and for $15 million? And what's that? What's his, what's his career sack total? No, but I'm just saying, for $15 no, 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 million, no. Dollars, if what's I told you he's giving you double-digit sacks, that's not worth it for a premium no. position? I'm, I'm saying $30 million uh, for salary cap space from two players is worth letting this guy go. At what point are you going to ask your first-round draft pick to play like a first-round draft pick? You you st- do you, do you still lose depth? You you just paid Franklin Myers fifty something million dollars. He's making fifteen million dollars a year. So why wouldn't? But you- is he as productive as Carl Lawson would be? What did Carl? How many sacks did Carl Lawson have this? What year? did he have? Seven, seven and a half, something like that. 
for fifteen, yeah, but remember, million, for 15 million dollars. No, look, I agree you with you. Seven sacks. But Salah, the way they run that defense, they like to shuttle all those defensive linemen in and out. Okay. They like the depth. They so like the depth. How how you lose? Is it more? Quinnen's only playing like 40, 50 snaps. Not even fifty. Forget it. Quinnen's only playing like sixty something percent of the snaps a game, and he's your best player. Bro, you, you're 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 missing the point. You still have Huff. At some point, Johnson's but got. But what's Johnson, Bryce Huff? Johnson has to take those. What do you mean? He's their best pass rusher. He's their best situational pass, pass rusher. rusher. What, what is he Lawson? doesn't? You still he doesn't up. play all hold the up. time because he can't defend the run as consistently okay. as they'd like. You still you still have Michael Clemens, who has to graduate. You have to coach people up. You have. Young I think he's more there. of an interior you let, guy you, long you, term. You, if you ask me, come on, man. I do. Frank, Franklin Myers played what DN on the outside. Like fifteen million dollars is a lot of money. They're over the cap. So if you're talking about bringing in Derek Carr and all that stuff, some guys that are young are going to have to graduate, and you're going to have to make salary cap space. Well, CJ's going to have to take a little bit of a haircut. Oh, so CJ's going to make a haircut. Your best player, but you want to hold on to Lawson at $15 million because he gave you seven sacks, and he gives you depth. Yeah. No, I'm saying another year, you better hope he could give you double and, okay, sacks, okay, which I think okay, is realistic. Okay, 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 when he was healthy, what did he give you? But who's their best? No, no, pass no, no, rusher? no, no, no. What do you mean? Who's their best Qu- pass rusher? Quinnen Williams was the best uh, interior Edge pass rusher. rusher outside of Quinnen. Who's your Huff. next guy? Bryce Huff. You can say what you want. This dude is a sack machine. He's okay, a well you got then. What are you going to pay him? Because he's a restricted free agent. You don't have to pay him what you pay Carl Lawson. Like, okay, Carl Lawson's brought in here to be the guy, right? His best season of his career when he was healthy in Cincinnati. How many sacks he give you? Right, it's only been about that 7-8 range, right? Okay. The guy that replaced him for $15 million because we well, got Trey the same Hendrickson agent, is better, yeah. it's, it's gave you what? He was an all-pro. So fit twice. So $15 million is supposed to give you what? Supposed to give you Trey Henderson money, production. Not that. Seven sacks. Come on, man. That's nothing. If there's ways to make it work, I would run it back with Carl I w- Lawson. I, w- I wouldn't. It's time for him to graduate. And it's time for it's time for Jermaine Johnson to step up. You act like you still don't have tremendous depth. You still have Franklin Myers, who you paid a bunch of money for. You still, you still, you still. Has he been worth J- it? What? JFM been worth the money? Yes or no? He's Since giving he you about the, the he's gave, he's gave you about the same amount of money, the same amount of productivity, and he gives you more scheme versatility because he can play inside at tackle and outside. We're lost in just playing outside. So if you ask yourself, you know. Yo, who's giving you the most? Who gives you most flexibility? You got to choose one. I'd rather choose him. So, so those are the decisions that has to be made. Nathan Shepard, I, I, I can't. Wait. I would well, take him to the agent. airport. Yes, I would take him to the airport. Solomon Thomas, yeah, he can go to the airport. C.J. Ozama, he can go too. Especially, yeah, but his it. contract, the way it's structured, is a little bit tricky. Well, it can they don't necessarily true. have to make the cut. But look, he can I, go. I, I, he can. He can go. He well, then you go. got, I, I think you bring back Sheldon Rankins, too, and you got to pay him. No, nope, I'm, I'm not paying him. No. This dude is this, this dude's old. There's more options out there. I'd rather, I rather, I rather spend that money on Dalvin Tomlinson in Minnesota and bring me a real defensive ch- tackle so I don't have to put Solomon Thomas out there getting his ass bounced eight yards off the, f- off the, off the field. Clip that. <laughs> See what you made me do. See what you made me do. See what you made me do. Well, on that note, I want to let everybody know that Kendrick Perkins, of course, ESPN's NBA analyst, he's going to join us coming up in just a couple minutes. He's got a book, and I'm sure there's going to be a few colorful uh, words in that book as well. Can we, like we, can just, we sign uh, him? Can we sign him? Oh. You know, I'll tell you, Kendrick Perkins can stop the run. He, he's yes. a big body. He can, he can anchor a lot better run. than Solomon Thomas at 280 playing nose tackle, getting thrown out the club. I think, I think KP can eat up a couple of blockers. That's for sure. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Boom! <laughs> 
Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Kendrick Perkins, of course, outstanding NBA analyst for us here at ESPN. But you know what? You can add You'll author say to his uh, list of accomplishments now. That's right. He's an author, Bart. He's writing books. He's doing the whole deal. The Education of Kendrick Perkins from St. Martin's <clears throat> Press. It is out tomorrow wherever you get your books, Amazon, the old-fashioned bookstores, whatever. But Kendrick is nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on the program now. Kendrick, Dan Gross of Bart Scott here, 9870 ESPN. What's up, Kendrick? How are you? What's up? What's up, Dan? What's up, Bart? What up? What up? Hey, I got, you, I you know, know I got a phone. problem with y'all calling me Kendrick. No, nah, you know I call you, I call you the percolator. You know if this was yeah, there we go, there we go, there we go. That's all right, so we keep it percolator. All right, that's, that's usually good. how we come in. That but works. you got to understand, Perk. You know what I'm saying? We we knew, so we ain't got all our production right. You know what I'm saying? We just came back to this spot. But you know, I I like to bring you in. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the Steve oh, Harvey this thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you Bernie Mac. You know I'm gonna bring you in the right way, big fella. How you doing today? What's going on? All is well. Cool to Matados, man. Listen, did you did you go out to Utah? Did you enjoy Utah, or were you like Shaq when you said, "Listen, he never ate um, so much um, room service in his life because there's nothing to do there." Well, well, one, I went out there Thursday, and I left on the first thing smoking Friday night when I was done with the show. That's what I, that's how I felt. The <laughs> that, that, that tells you everything, man. Hey, hey, how did you feel about um? You know, the G League, you know, people report that they saved it. And, you know, how much pressure do you think should be put on, like, some of the stars to keep the spirit? I mean, because you, th- you look at the three-point competition with, with Tatum and stars still get involved and Dane Dollar. The stars still get involved in the three-point competition. But the main event has always been the dunk contest. But you have our stars and our highest flyers and our, you know, best people not really getting involved in it. Well, you know what? I, I think with, with McClung winning it, I think that set a different bar. And I heard that they say this like last year when he was like, you know what? If the stars don't want to jump into it, how about let like the street ballers and the social media guys come in that we be sent on social media, come in and entertain and get the job and make it, you know, worth it while for the fans. But is this something really that the way the NBA yeah, looks sense. at it? I don't it, know Perk. why I can't hear Dan Graza. I, I can hear you, but I can't hear Dan, so I don't know if they can fix it in the back. But you know, I don't mind having a straight up conversation with you. You know, coming out, coming out. Of, you know, what I'm saying we boys, we can we can x him out. It's all good. You know, but you know, you know coming out of, coming out of the break, how do you feel like uh, like what teams help themselves? You, we hear that the, in the buyout market. You know, you look at what you know Russell Wilson's going to sign with the Clippers reportedly. You look at Kevin Love. You know, signing with the you know, Miami Heat. You know, you saw what the Knicks did, did with Josh Hart. You know, what team do you think improved themselves? You know, of course we know Phoenix, but outside of Phoenix, what team do we think improved themselves well, and should be contenders for the title? Well, I think I think the Josh Hart sign uh, uh, trade was really underrated. Like that piece right there, the guy that's gonna come in and do everything that don't show up in the stat sheet was huge. I thought the Lakers addition. With uh, you know, with Beasley and um, Mobamba, Mobamba, the uh, and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt—he's the key. Like I think D'Angelo Russell, yes, we understand what he brings to the table. He's gonna give you twenty points a night and seven assists. We understand that, but these—I mean, Vanderbilt 
and his ability to bring that high motor and that energy is huge. And that's why we saw Darvin Ham insert him into the starting lineup because you can't replace that. Now, when you, when you look at that, right, you got shooters around. Even Obama can shoot the three. You you got shooters around LeBron. You got people that can take some of the ball handling away. He's still playing at a high level. But when when you when you look at it, you know, as a whole, you know, do they have enough to really make any noise? And you saw LeBron doing LeBron stuff, right? He's starting his courtship with Kyrie Irving. But it's reports that we know that now, you know what I'm saying, he started his little courtship, he slid into the DMs, like he's so obvious with it. You know what I'm saying? I love you, I miss you, brother. But, you know, also you know that, you know, reportedly probably after the season, you know, Chris Paul is probably going to come off the books. If you're if you're Kyrie, can we see a reunion? Uh, who do you think has a better reunion or the more likely reunion, LeBron and Kyrie or KD and Kyrie, and which one would be more lethal? I, I think it's LeBron and Kyrie, to be honest with you. I think they want to get it back right. I think they want to play with each other again. I mean, they won a championship together. But let me ask, let me tell you this. The Lakers just have to go on like a five- or six-game winning streak. And then all of a sudden they get into the play-in tournament, and then they get into the postseason. If they play against Memphis, Sacramento, even the Nuggets at some like. You know, I you still could like your chances with the Lakers, like a healthy LeBron and AD with the new pieces. Like I feel like they'll beat the Kings. I feel like they'll beat the Grizzlies. Now on the other Perk, side, I was going to say, Perk, what do you, you know? You mentioned the Josh Hart thing, and look, I agree with you. It really looks to be a good pickup by the Knicks. He's a Tom Thibodeau type player. I mean, giving them that twenty-five to thirty minutes a night off the bench, I think that he fills a lot of roles for this team. What do you think the ceiling for this Knicks team could be this year in the Eastern Conference? The Conference Finals. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh wow. really? Yeah, I mean, that's their ceiling. Am I picking them to get there? No, but would I be surprised? No, because Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson went to the Western Conference Finals last year, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the Knicks right now and the way that Julius Randle is playing. I mean, he's playing some of the best basketball out of anybody in the league right now. Like, even if he won most of So, I'm looking at the additions. I'm looking at what R.J. Bad has done to bring to the table. You know one thing about it. A Tom Thibodeau team is going to give you everything and more, every single possession on the defensive end. And now, still, put his damn fire aside and letting those guys be freely off. We, 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 lose still, Perk? we still there, Perk? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, right, I got so, you. Okay. So, so tell me this, Perk. So when you think about that, Josh Hart, right, he probably should be a starter. So that means R.J. Barrett should probably be coming off the bench. And when you consider no. that, you don't think so? No. No, you – boy, you can't bring somebody off the bench that you just paid a hundred plus million to. No, but that's what I was getting to. That's what I was getting to, right? When you, when I'm talking about what starting five is better, and you probably think that you know Josh Hart starting may be better, and 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 R.J. Barrett coming off the bench would be better, which only frustrates Knicks fans even more if you think that R.J. Barrett, you know, is better on the bench. That just makes it more frustrating that he was the piece that they were unwilling to give up, you know, for what, Donathan Mitchell. What right? But I understand that. But here, here, here's the thing: we. We keep getting caught up in who's starting and who's in the starting lineup. But it ain't about who started. It's about who finished the game. And so when I look at it, all the Knicks fans were complaining. Stephen A., Mike Lee, Odin, and Donovan Mitchell. But Taylor Bronson's been doing just fine. Like, his, that streak of games he had before the All-Star break, balling out of control. R.J. Barrett is a great third option for Julius Randle and, and Bronx. The Knicks fans got to quit acting for so much and start to appreciate what the hell they have. Perk, let's hope- get to the book here for a sec here. Education of Kendrick Perkins, St. Martin's Press. It's out tomorrow here. What made you want to write the book? Because you know what? I had to tell my story. And I know a lot of people see me on the court and they don't understand. They don't know what I, I came from. I was raised, uh, what I went through in life, and 
the biggest part of my story is just me growing up was raised in the house with my grandparents and my great grandfather built. Um still in six three, so I had to start ducking in the house and I battled to fit in the house when I got in the eighth grade. <laughs> and how my grandparents took me in when my mom was shot and killed by her so called best friend when I was five. And then my dad bounced and went to overseas to New Zealand. He wasn't in my life. And so with me being married with four kids, I had this conversation with my wife all the time, like, hey, we need to figure out if something happened to you or I tomorrow, where are our kids going? Because I know what I had to go through. I know how people treated me. And I know how many nights I went to sleep wondering and crying, like if my mama was here, I knew she would defend me. Now, my grandparents did a great job, but it's about the whole journey, and it's about how the community embraced me. Uh, and it was how I was looking for that father figure, and I had different old fathers that kind of filled that void, but it wasn't like actually having your father. And so it talked, I also talked about my time in Boston, uh, that organization and how it, it groomed me into the man that I needed to be for as Danny Ainge, the front office and things to that nature, the culture change. And I also dove into the racism part of it, uh, and how I really experienced more racism in my hometown and my home area than I did in Boston. Um, and I just dove into all that in my whole life and all the Hall of Famers that I played with, uh, my my the different organizations that I played for. Um, I didn't break the locker room code, but I gave some insight about how it was in those locker rooms, how it was playing with those guys. Uh, and I just wanted to tell my story along with educating, you know, not only just the younger crowd, but the older generation too, like just far as like how to handle adversity uh, and how to get through life. And because you got to think, in pro sports, like, it's 80% African-Americans. And the majority of those guys and women go through the same, both have a similar story. And we have so many that don't make it because they don't have the mental toughness. And I also shared, like, a time where I had to go to anger management when I was with Oklahoma City because I was getting in trouble. In Kansas City, I had to go to anger management for two months. And that changed my life in the way that I... I carried myself and I started to grow as a man. Sounds like an amazing book, man. I'm going to do the same thing I did for Stephen A. You can put me down for 50. You know, and it's, I, I wonder how much of it was therapy for yourself because, like you said, it's a familiar story that a lot of us have coming from the inner cities and single-parent homes and dealing with, you know, trauma. They talk about the PTSD that soldiers have, but it's a lot of that inside of these inner-city, you know, communities and yeah, you know, I'm sure you're going to inspire a lot of people to, to to stay, you know, on the path and stay consistent. You know, knowing that your story, knowing that they can lean back to, you know, some of your hardships and be able to gather strength, man. So I I hope you got therapy from it, man. And I look forward to reading it, and, I, and also, you know, look forward to you inspiring other people to continue in that journey. Absolutely, boy. I appreciate you, boy, and then because what people don't realize if it wasn't for my grandparents, I wouldn't be who I would where I am today, like, yeah, I had love for the game of basketball, and I still got love for the game of basketball, but my motivation was that I needed to make it to to provide a better living situation for them because my grandmother only made $60 a week. My grandfather made $300 a month. And so we had to survive off of the chickens and ducks that we had in our backyard on how we put food on the table and everything else. Amazing stuff, like Bart man. said, an amazing story. And again, everybody, go check it out. The education of Kendrick. And go Perkins. buy some damn dogs too, Saint man. Martin's Tell people Chris. about your dog business, man. <laughs> go buy some damn dogs, man. People love dogs. You know how, how, how many our listeners, how rich our listeners are, man. All they do is have their dogs. They dogs, they damn kid children. Tell them about the dog <laughs> pile, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got the Frenchies, boy. I got a big league exotic big perk Frenchie page, man. Come check it out. You know what I'm saying? I've been in there for like four years now. So all y'all little rich people listening to us in New York that rather, rather have a dog than have a child, call call our boy up. You get them exotic Frenchies, you know what I'm saying? Balling on a budget. Yeah. 
That's not no side hustle, though, is it? That's no, that's a real stuff. hustle. Ain't no that's side hustle. That, that's cheese on the taco right there. <laughs> <laughs> Perk, thanks for hopping on, man. Really appreciate it. Best uh, of luck with the book, and we'll do it again real soon, all right? All right, thank you. Man. All right, no, that's Kendrick Perkins. No, I'm a rep for my boy. Author, NBA analyst here on ESPN. I mean, that's amazing, man. That's, that's, 919-3776. And by the way, tonight, 7 o'clock, Powerhouse Arena in Brooklyn. You can check out Perk in person. He's going to be there talking about the book, dabbing it up. So there you go. 7 o'clock, Powerhouse Arena in Brooklyn. Don't want to miss that. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks to Kendrick Perkins for hopping on. He's got the new book. Check him out. And if you're in Brooklyn tonight, you can see him there at 7 o'clock as well. Barton, you want to hit the phones? You want to hear from the people? What yeah, because yeah, yeah, I feel like we, you know, when we talked to Big Perk, you know what I mean? We, we went on something that was kind of sizzling, but Perk gave us a lot of stuff to come back later because, I mean, Josh Hart, conference finals, they ain't do that with Patrick Ewing. But anyway, well, we gotta let's get, get back I mean, to the we'll calls. Get into yeah, that. Let's get back to the calls. We'll get into that. I mean, look, and I like Josh Hart a lot, but ceiling, I mean, ceiling conference finals, okay. Do you think that it's likely? No. We'll, again, we'll, we'll discuss later. Uh, Dave in Westchester going to start us off here, 98.7 ESPN. David, how we doing? Hey, how you doing? There's a, a few questions for both of you, but most, mostly Bart. Um, I'm thinking, if you're the Jets, you have one in 50 years, I, I don't care if you get five minutes for one year. You should go for it. Forget about Carr for four years, five years. We want to win a Super Bowl. We don't want to win, like, first round, second round, then we're out. Go, go for it. Exactly. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah, you're right, if, Dave. If, if we won a Super Bowl ten years ago, I'd say get Carr or go get Garoppolo. But no. I don't care if the guy only plays one year. Rodgers is better than the other two guys. Simple as that. No. And then I wanted to get Bart's take on this, this situation. I saw LP um, interviewed uh, the other day. And he was talking about Brady and Montana. And he said, not even close. He said, Montana is a thousand times better quarterback. They ch- the NFL changed all the rules for Brady, and you can't even hit the quarterback anymore. He said, do you think I wouldn't hit that guy if I was playing right now? He said, he, go- he drops back eight yards, sits in the pocket all day long, and does what he wants to do. So, I mean, that, I, believe, I, mean I believe LT is only the best. Maybe the best football player to ever play. Definitely the best defensive player to ever play. I know you, I know you don't agree with that. With, <laughs> and with the Knicks, you know, they blew with Donovan Mitchell. If you had Dave, Donovan Dave, Mitchell, Dave, you Dave, got Dave, Dave, we got to address you. You on, you on number three. Let, um, let, let's start with the LT stuff. Yeah, one Yo, at a time. Usually, I, I, back, I you, usually at the bar. Usually at the bar, what we would say to our friends, like, "Are you high?" But we can't say that with LT because you know what I mean. That's that's this it's LT. You know what I'm saying? But like. Sometimes you have to consider the source. LT is from a time where he had guys that made it difficult for him. As great as LT was, Montana got the better of him. Mm-hmm. He won five, what, four titles, five titles? Four. Four titles during mm-hmm. – um, Montana's a quarterback. He's a defensive player. I, I understand that. We know that. Thank but you, Dave. What I'm saying is we're not we're – not, he's, he's coming from that perspective because Montana took something from him. That Brady right. couldn't take from him because he didn't play in this in this era, right? But no, the, look, the L- eras L- are different. L- we know L- that. Yeah, LT may be the best defense player. That's not. I don't think that's hyperbole, right? You know, I think him, uh, Reggie White, you know, Bruce Smith, Deion Sanders are all there. Maybe it's the best defensive players of all time. But 
Tom Brady is better than Joe Montana. And, you know, you, you, you fall into this narrative sometimes when you're comparing errors, right? And seven is way more than four. And, you know, he played during the time where you couldn't just lock in and win. Like those still those stiller teams of the 70s, it wasn't free agency. So once you had a good team, you were locked in and the other teams couldn't really improve their team to, to right. beat you. Now guys can say, I want, to, I want out. Guys can, can leave in free agency. Guys can take less money to go play other places. Like, so it was harder, in my opinion, for Brady to win his seven than it was for Montana to win his four. Because once you get the team, once you get Jerry Rice and Roger Craig, and yes, it took time, and you have an innovator and a head coach and, and Bill Walsh, it's easier to sustain that if you're, if you're keeping everybody together because you can keep everybody together because the, 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 the contracts wasn't crazy. Right. It was a different era. And and even with, see, that's the misconception I think a lot of people have. Montana only won two with Rice. Rice was only there in 88 and 89 when they won because he was a rookie in 85. But you're right about Brady. And look, I was, look, Montana in the big game. We're talking seven, man. You're right. And, and, And for the errors, which I think you have to differentiate, the thing with Brady that people sometimes conveniently forget too, and, and look, you know this, you were playing right around that time. Those first three Super Bowls he won, he wasn't like the guy. That was a team that was defense, running the football. He was just there doing his thing. I'm not saying he was a game manager, but he wasn't the stud, put the team on your back, Brady, that he became when they kind of reinvented themselves the next go-round, when they brought in Moss, when they brought in Welker. And then a couple of years after that, it was Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, he didn't win with those. He didn't win with Moss and none of those He didn't. And Brady, remember, Brady didn't win an MVP, Bart, a regular season MVP, until his seventh year in the league. That's when they started setting records. That's when they turned the offense over to him. So, to your point, this was almost 20 damn years. The guy had this team relevant every single year. They went to how many Super Bowls? That's what's hard to separate when you talk about Montana Brady. Both great, but Brady did things that nobody did. Yeah, and it, and it lasted so much longer, man. And, like, it's not like, okay, LT saying what he would have did. It's not like we may not have had a player as good as LT, but J, but JJ Watt's going to be up there in the top ten of all of best uh, football players to ever play in that time. Uh, Aaron Donald is going to be top five greatest defense player of all time, and Tom Brady held, beat both of them. JJ Watt never barely even got a sack against him. So don't tell me that okay, what you would have did. It was other players that were good, just like you that Tom Brady handled routinely, right? right? Those great Pittsburgh Steelers defenses were just as good as those Giants defenses that had LT on them. He beat the brakes off of them. Like, so they, they Pittsburgh could never win. And they had James Harrison. They had Palomalu. They had Ike Taylor. They had, you know, uh, Clark. They had Lamar Woodley. They had uh, James, uh, Joey Porter. You know what I'm saying? They had Casey Hampton. They were loaded, and he beat the brakes off of them every time. Remember, so, 2004, they were 15-1, and one, the Steelers, 15-1. and one. They had the game at home, the AFC Championship game. That team was with Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie. Brady and the Pats went in there and beat him in the championship game. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.